People are busy making plans for the upcoming months, anticipating travel, new adventures, and spending more time away from home. However, pandemic remote tendencies will remain. I'm Lia Levy, co-founder of Nanato Media and author of Beyond Se Habla Español, How Lawyers Win the Hispanic Market. And this is In Camera Podcast. And we believe there is a lot law firms can learn from search data. Private Legal Marketing Conversations. Grace, welcome back. How are you today? Good. How are you, Leo? Great, Grace. Happy to see you. Happy to be back here on a conversation. And, you know, um, it's been an interesting week um, for, you know, some crazy things happening. Uh, since last time we talked, a full-blown war initiated in Ukraine, right? Yeah. And so, obviously, um, not, not, not to try to make ourselves look like war experts and comment on that. But obviously, all of that's having an impact, right? Um, in, in everything's happening, where attention's going to, what's the talk on the street, and then obviously other things that, that, that do relate to, to the work we do. And Grace, I would like to start a conversation there. Earlier this week was, and as always, we were recording on a Friday. Uh, today's uh, March 4th. And so State of the Union was fairly recent, just a few days ago. And then there's there's a lot of heat going on about inflation and gas prices and all of those things, right? So I want us to start there because, yes, there is the, the war climate going on, which is really... Um, stealing a lot of attention. People are um, in a way or another in high alert, but on the same time, parallel to that, you have this mask mandate lift that is now becoming more widely adopted across even the more the states that were being the most cautious uh, regarding COVID, right? That's uh, New York, some places in, in California as well and such. And so that general feeling that is taking place where COVID is kind of like being left on the back or behind us, it's generating an interesting climate because on one hand we have gas prices that are skyrocketing. And so do we expect to see people not traveling as much maybe in this next uh, spring break that's starting uh, over the next week or so? How is that likely to impact the personal injury space, particularly the one concerning motor vehicle accidents? But on that same note, the eagerness and the excitement of just kind of like the first time since 2020 that we feel that we really made it out of the pandemic, right? And that we are actually reversing on restrictions as opposed as adding more. So, Grace, what are your thoughts? Well, I guess I'll start with the, you know, Ukraine, because that is, I guess, first and foremost, on just about everybody's right. mind at the moment, you know, and... Um, and that is, you know, a, a climate of, of, of war is uh, particularly the level with which everything is happening. And I was watching the news yesterday and it seems like what's happening is NATO countries and everybody really around the world seems to be coming together to in what in everybody's mind seems like a, a, a war on people. Right. And on 
certain locations, you know, like schools and and even a nuclear power plant, like what happened yesterday. So um, not to just start there or even stop there. I, I just have to mention it, obviously, because it is what we're dealing with right now. Um, yeah. But not that we can at the moment do anything specific about it. But I think it's important that we do talk about it because it is what's happening in our world, right? And we are yeah. all part of the same world. And um, COVID really, I think, reminded us of that. So that's a perfect segue into what you were saying, which is yeah. the COVID mandates, you know, with all of these mandates being lifted, um, I think a lot of people, and I actually heard it on the radio this morning, I listened to, you know, a particular radio station in the morning. Um, and they were talking about that, that they're going to go on vacation. And you know, this, this particular group of people were, they're going to Italy, um, mm -hmm. in like less than a month. And, you know, with everything going on in Ukraine, it was interesting to hear that because with the war and with the increasing gas prices, Italy did, uh, lift a couple of their mandates, um, in terms of outdoor masks and, um, anybody that's currently vaccinated or double vaccinated, you know, within a certain amount of time frame that's going to Italy is able to um, just go without a test. Because, you know, just about every country has a test implemented right, right. along yeah, with the vaccine. Yeah. yeah. So they dropped the test requirement, but they left, you know, obviously that you have to be vaccinated yeah. and those types of things. So it's really interesting to see how everything in parallel at the same time with spring break, people are tired of being stuck, right? They're, yeah. they're tired of being stuck. They're tired of being told what to do. And we all want to help each other. So even though the gas prices seem to be increasing, I, I feel like people have been stuck so long in at home that when spring break comes around and now they can take their kids somewhere, they're going to do it. You know, what, whatever it costs, even if they have to put some extra money aside that they don't have necessarily, people need to be with other people. People feel the need to get out of their homes, that they want to be involved in humanity again. So that's my prediction of that trend that I believe that we will have a significant increase in travel, people traveling on the roads, even with these insane gas prices that we currently have, where it went up right. like, $8 a barrel in a couple hours yesterday. Crazy. Yeah. <laughs> right. I was just, for instance, out this morning and it's just insane, right? You cannot imagine the amount of people, like group of friends that, you know, Austin is a famous bachelorette party destination and sort of that sort of thing. And it's it's just unbelievable the amount of groups that you see around. And it's great because it's, it's definitely a breath of fresh air into what it's been the last couple of uh, years. Needless to say, South by Southwest is going to be back here in a, in, in a week time. And so, you know, it looks like there is this burning desire of actually wanting to move away from this that I think it's going to overcome issues like like high gas pricing. So just to to close on that, do do we think this is going to trade this is going to create a drop in uh motor vehicle activity and therefore potential reduce in cases? I really don't think so. I mean, if to be honest, COVID didn't make a dent in the NBA space. Uh, obviously, you know, right after things got bad, there were some drops in general in business levels, but long term, it didn't necessarily cause uh, a meaningful impact. 
Um, and so I definitely wouldn't necessarily see this as, you know, a, a real big threat. It is, it is something that needs to be considered, but um, not a massive threat. And, and the, only, the other reason why I'm saying that, Grace, is because, you know, I was listening that Expedia, right, the travel side, is projecting that this year will be a record-breaking year for travel. Right. And so whether right now during spring break, which is the most immediate, you know, travel period upon us is, is going to be record breaking yet to be seen. But the summer is expected to just be wild. Right. And so with that being said, I think this is a great opportunity to start thinking about content strategy. How do you want to join the conversation, create content that is relevant in people's mind? If we already know that the trend is pointing out to that people's going to want to travel, they're going to be potentially traveling uh, maybe a little bit more by plane, but maybe there's still going to be a lot of road traveling and such. So you need to definitely be uh, creating your content accordingly, depending on your destination, depending on the type of practice areas that you handle. You know, there's a bunch of different things that you can write about. And most importantly, make it very current, make it very relevant to these times and, and make sure to write talking about as we are, you know, anticipating the busiest summer since the beginning of COVID-19. So the context, the, the content is more relevant to these times, that's definitely going to get you extra points when it comes down to being ahead, speaking to users intent. Yes. Yeah. To, to, to creating the type of content that someone's going to want to read about traveling now in the world as it is now, because um, reading an article about how to prepare for travel or how to, what, what precautions to take as you're preparing for travel in 2016 is not relevant for anyone uh, preparing for travel right now. Right. So um, definitely a good mindset that needs to be taken regarding that. Now, Grace, um, you know, with that said, there is some really interesting things that were shared by Google recently through Think with Google. You know, they are constantly Think with Google, by the way, which is the blog of Google for those who don't know. And it's a great place to go and read content because they share a lot of the studies and the research that they do from their end. And so very recently, they've published some search trends happening right now. And it's really, really interesting. And that's also from where we're picking up this topic that in, in which we're saying, you know, people are really hungry to be out and about, to go back to normal uh, life. And one of the reasons for that is because searches that are in, that are uh, for in-person things like near me or for venues, like here they have a few examples, like cinema near me up 300%, right? Seating chart up 600%, uh, spring break up 100%. Unique, unique things to do in, right? Fill in the gap, name of a city, name of a state or whatever. And so that is just a reaffirmation that people are, are ready for being out. And so I think we are heading towards a busy period, particularly, again, talking for personal injury space. Now, Grace, here are a few other things, pandemic trends that stuck. That's how they uh, title it, right? Um, so, you know what, I don't, you know, best movies to stream right now. So, right. That's lends to believe that that's for someone staying in and stuff, but that's always going to be there. Right. I don't think that's, you know, I, 
that was already here before the pandemic. That's going to continue being here for as long as we continue shifting away from traditional television to streaming. So I, I don't necessarily see those pandemic trends that stuck as they arrived with the pandemic. They, they were before the pandemic. They just got more uh, pronounced, if you may, or used during that time. Here's here's probably out of all these reports, my favorite my the favorite my favorite thing that I saw here is one that is uh, rising consumer expectations, um, and this one I do think law firms can learn learn from. So here there is a few of them: late night shopping, twenty four seven customer service, twenty four seven customer service. Right, that that's a big one. Uh, then dog friendly restaurants, whatever. Next next day flower delivery. So what are we learning from it from these? immediate assistance from people next day next day people want fast right expedited things so um how can you integrate that into your client experience how uh, how available are you to meet with your clients when they need you right prospect clients primarily i guess once they become your client you you have a system where you stay communicated with them but when you are still at the stage of screening clients how fast can you actually get them to a place where they are getting what they need from you. So I think that's super important. And we need to remember that for some virtual uh, consultations are still going to be perfectly fine. That's one of those things that, uh, you know, probably we will keep after COVID is behind. But you also need to remember that there's going to be people that are going to want to, to meet in person. It's it's just the way things are. 24-7 customer service, people are wanting to make the most out of their time and of their day. And I think it is to be expected that you're going to have to extend the hours that you are operating for certain things in order to better meet the needs of your market. Grace, I want to stop on that one and get your feedback on what you think with regards to law firms, nine to nine to five uh, schedule. So, you know, I anybody that knows our company, you know, Ed Lake of the Lake Law Firm has always been a huge proponent of 24-7. Um, you know, from back in the day in vanity phone numbers, and he had 1-800-LAWYERS, LAWYERSUSA.COM. And for him, I think it comes from the fact that he uh, used to sell phones and he was a late in life lawyer. So for him, the communication and the method with which you communicate with your clients is probably the most important, if not, you know, of the most importance, but if potentially even the most important thing, right? You've got to be there where your client wants you to be in the method that they want to communicate with you. And with COVID and everything going remote at that during the last two years, I feel like people want that 24 seven experience. They're looking for somebody to respond to them in the way that they asked for that response. Right? So if they filled out a form, generally speaking, they want you to send them an email or if they did a chat bot, they want to communicate via the chat bot and then have that chance or opportunity to say, okay, I want to talk to somebody right now. Or if they call, they want somebody to answer the phone. They don't want to leave a voicemail. Right. And that's something that I think most firms should know if they don't know by now. Um, and that includes the 24 seven service. So yeah. you need to be there when your client wants you to be there and in the method yeah. that they want to talk to you. And that includes call centers. If you have yeah. to have that, then you have a call center because the person is looking for help. We're lawyers, yeah. right? Our law, where we work for law firms or we're lawyers. So the lawyers yeah. 
just got to be there when they want you to be. That's yeah. really it. <laughs> I totally agree, Grace. Now people's lives are hectic and oftentimes they cannot connect with law firms during business hours. And so by you not being available during an extended schedule, you're potentially leaving cases on the table in your market. Um, that, and also, you know, from a marketing strategic standpoint, you're more likely, for instance, if you're running digital campaigns like pay-per-click and such, find more opportunities to compete uh, during those hours than during business hours where it tends to be more saturated. So it's 100% a good move. And here we're getting data from the biggest data collector in the world that this is actually something that consumers want. And at the end of the day, you need to see yourself as a B2C brand because that's really what you are if you are in the, plant, in the plaintiff uh, legal space. So Grace, I know you've been having some issues setting up uh, Google ads that are campaigns that are fairly new. And so what's going on, Grace? So um, Riel knows me very well by now, and most of you do know me up to a point, but for those of you that don't know, I do uh, Google ad work for outside industries that have nothing to do with legal. So what we're going to talk about isn't legal specific, but it is Google ad specific and relating to issues that many people have been having even recently um, with their ads, right? And that includes law firms. Yeah. So I'll tell you what the situation is, then I'll tell you the issue and Hopefully next week I will have a resolution on our next call, our next podcast. So the problem is I have created a what's called the Performance Max campaign, trying to take advantage of the new version. Um, I was able to achieve a good quality ad score, um, you know, through learning and some changes. I added video, imagery, you know, I, I paid attention to the imagery and I ran it for about a week and a half. After a week and a half, the Google came back and disapproved all of my ads at all at once, all at the same time. I went and I looked and it told me that it was the destination not working. Then it further specified, and this is, has to do with the ad policy and why something might be disapproved. It'll tell you. And then you can click on that blue link and see what it was, right? And mine said, destination right. not working. And yeah. It specifically said that it couldn't crawl using iOS. Yeah. So that's obviously the Apple phones. Uh, I went ahead and looked, and they give you a couple of troubleshooting options, right? You can test the live URL. You can go into Search Console. You can um, check. Uh, I mean, there's like 10 or 15 different things you can do. I went through and did all of them. Um, and then I appealed, and I changed it again, and it disapproved once more. So that's where I'm at right now with the situation. And right. I believe I found a potential solution, but I did not want to touch it because I'm not 100% sure if that's going to resolve the issue. And that was the robots.txt. So on Reddit, I don't know if you guys know about the Reddit forums, but a lot of tech people kind of communicate with each other about a bunch of different topics on there. And someone kind of had the same problem I did and they believe that it was because it's the Google bot that keeps uh, crawling and specifically the iOS bot that you need to call out the user agent again where this is a little more technical so I'm not going to go too far into this but I believe that might be the issue I don't know 
Liel, please tell me what your thoughts are on it, what you've experienced in this URL not working when the website is up. <laughs> so first thing with regards to what you say about Reddit, just going back a little bit into what we were talking about, preparing your, your um, content for the upcoming month, your strategy. Reddit is a fantastic place for lawyers to go and find out what people are like are asking in the legal space as well, right? What questions do they have and then take from their topics that you can then go and write content about in your website. So that's, I think, one of the most underused tools that are really free for you to explore and do some research on the field. Now, Grace, the one thing I will say here without really having a lot of information about um, what's happening inside the account, here's my recommendation for everyone who's experiencing issues with Google and uh, Google Ads in general and after troubleshooting in what makes them believe it's the best or the uh, instructed way is you have to be very, very persistent with Google. So what does this mean? You have to appeal the error right? You have to appeal. And then it is not unlikely that the appeal will fail, right? So what you would do at that point is you would actually open up a ticket with Google uh, support, Google ad support, and uh, take it from there. And it is not rare for Google ads to make mistakes. It's at the end of the day, a machine, it's a robot. And so you don't, don't second guess yourself so much and don't take too long before you actually reach out to Google support and start and, and get them to troubleshoot that with you. That's probably the best way to actually get your ad approved back up and running without the errors that you're seeing because chances are grace very likely that there is nothing wrong with your url does that make sense it sure does and you know i did go through the multiple appeals after i fixed yeah. each of the different steps you know including tagging auto tagging taking it off putting it on <laughs> changing the url fixing all of this and so I, I did go through that same process and um you know, what's left to me, honestly, at this point, according to Google, is to just reach out to them and find yeah. out what is going 100%. on. 100%. Open the customer support ticket. So usually, they'll tell you it'll take 72 hours for someone to reach out. But um, their response time has been pretty good lately. Uh, it was really bad during the midst of COVID. Uh, it really, really got into long wait times. But now the response time is much better, Grace. And you'll be surprised how many times these are system errors. And Google has been going through quite a few of them lately. And so that's why also checking on communities uh, such as Reddit and stuff, it's just a good space because oftentimes these type of system errors get talked about there. And so, you know, rather than panicking, you get some reassurance. But my my recommendation is after you file the appeals, you, you, reached, out, you reached out if uh, that appeal failed. So Grace, to end up this conversation, I uh, came across an article that it's very, very cool because not too long ago, we had a conversation here about the metaverse and we talked that it's, of course, a great opportunity for marketing and so forth and so on. But it's still, you know, it was pretty much theoretical, right? Like, how is it going to look like and what is the potential? But it's really fun now to see what some brands that already got into the space are actually doing. So ready to hear about some examples of what some 
players in the metaverse are doing. Definitely. I'm excited to hear this. Okay. So I'm going to start with probably the most boring of them all, and that's JP Morgan. Okay. Which honestly, what they did, well, JP Morgan went into the metaverse and opened up a lounge that that's about it. Yeah. Right. So they basically took the same boring concept that banks have in the real world and dumped it in the metaverse. And so, you know, consistent. oh my, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, I, I think at least it's on brand. So that's JP Morgan to no one's surprise. But here is some fun stuff Nike got into the metaverse, and what they did is they acquired a a brand called RTFKT, which is a digital sneaker company. And what Nike is going to do with it is they're going to sell shoes in the form of NFTs. Well, yes, that's really cool. It <laughs> is very cool. It is, it is very, very cool. And so they are going to create something that is called Nikeland. That is going to be a virtual world of Nike modeled after their headquarters. And it's going to be a video game on the platform Roblox Corp. And then obviously, Grace, what happens with these Nike NFTs is that you can wear those shoes on the metaverse, right? <laughs> and that's the play. Yes. And that's the play that many uh, retail brands are going to have moving into the NFT into the metaverse space is that, you know, the same way that you can have a Gucci bag in the real world, you can have a Gucci bag in the metaverse and it will have to be an authentic NFT Gucci bag for it to really have the prestige that it gives you in the real world, right? Yeah. So that's really, really, really cool. That is cool. <laughs> and money, right? I mean, just think about the opportunity for retail that exists in the NFT space. It's just uh, bunkers and that's the other thing it's like the metaverse is gonna it's just gonna be another thing just like in the real world people are gonna wanna be on trend and showcase wealth uh for those who that's their thing and so it's gonna be interesting to see how that plays now grace here is one unexpected and that's uh playboy that's right that's the adult magazine that was very popular and then kind of like became infamous over the past few years. And so now they're taking another shot on the NFT space. Guess what they're doing, Grace? They're doing the Playboy rabbit ears, right? As NFTs. That's awesome. I know. So they've released about 12,000 of those. And those are NFTs. And they're already sold out in three minutes, Grace. They sold out in three minutes. I believe and it. Yeah. And so again, this is this is about signaling exclusivity. I was I, I, I purchased these NFTs, right? And so and a lot of these moves are in the hope that these NFTs are going to increase in value. And you know, the promises that also brands are making on their NFTs is like, you know, the NFT is giving you not just the NFT itself, but stake on other things that are going to come up, which, you know, I, I think not, not necessarily related to the metaverse, but you probably read or heard about how Coachella also released NFTs that are giving you actual access to things in the real world, in the festival. So it's not just the digital component of it. So, you know, we're starting to see how the potential of this metaverse slash NFT things have in the way that we uh, interact with, with brands and invest in things. 
Um, and here's one that I think it's amazing. So McDonald's is going to the metaverse, right? <laughs> and so what's going to McDonald's be doing in the metaverse? Because you cannot really sell real food in the metaverse, right? Um, but they will be opening virtual restaurants. And guess what? What? They're going to be selling NFTs in these virtual restaurants. And here's the best part of it all. The virtual restaurant is going to be taking the order for your real food that's going to get delivered to your home. Got it? That's so crazy. You go into the vir- yeah, so you go into the virtual restaurant and order as if you were in person at an actual McDonald's restaurant, but the food is going to come in real life through delivery. And so that's what McDonald's is going to be doing with that grace. And I know it sounds a little bit stupid because you say, well, what's the difference? It's like Uber Eats, right? I can go to Uber Eats and stuff, but it's the experience, right? It's yeah. the way, it's the interactions. And so I think, you know, there's a lot of opportunity. Now you guys get, get creative and this is a time to really start thinking, hey, what could law firms be doing in the metaverse that it's as cool as that? You know, that'll be interesting because you know, like banks, right? It's kind of boring. So how can they yeah. have that kind of interactive yeah. behavior? Yeah. You know, where yeah. maybe maybe it'll be a combination like you were saying with the other company, you know, where it's kind of partly online, Coachella, right? Where it's partly online and they're actually giving yeah. you NFT things, but for the live event. So I could see a kind of a combination of things kind of happening when it comes to the law firms. At least those that can yeah. use it to the best effect, right? <laughs> oh, absolutely, Grace. Listen, there is there is a market for law firms that are going to be virtual, like in virtual as is never having an office. And the metaverse is the place to embrace that, to take it to the next step, right? If you are building a law firm that it's already virtual, then the metaverse is kind of like your next step to do. Because if your buyer persona, if your client avatar is someone who just does, who wants less friction, faster access to things, and, you know, interactions that are convenient for them, the metaverse may be a very well fit for you, right? And so there, you shouldn't necessarily feel tied to your brick and mortar law firm um, if you're not a brick and mortar lawyer. Right. And of course, of course, there's the legal component of it that you can you can just modify and adjust to your liking and make it virtual as well. That's a different thing. But we're talking here about the client experience. Right. And right. Uh, so there may be very well an opportunity to keep it all virtual if you if, if it's possible, if your area of law enables it. So that's one thing. Now. I guess takeaway number one, since we're at that space, just don't be the JP Morgan of law firms in the metaverse, right? <laughs> I think you said it as well, Grace. Just just don't. No, yeah. it's, it's a place to be. Don't make the same mistakes that we've already made in social media and bring the business agenda to a place where there shouldn't be a business agenda only, right? That was the, the failed attempts of just going into Facebook and Instagram and blasting information that nobody cares about. Exactly. Be entertaining, be educational, be engaging, be involved. 
It's not just about what you are doing, but it's also where you are present. What are you participating? Where are you commenting? So I think just keeping up that mindset and not going back to old ways that we've already seen that they didn't work on traditional social media. We're not expecting them to work on the metaverse as well. Grace, what do you have as takeaway number two? Well, you know, I got to grab my... uh... My Google Ads situation. <laughs> you make it a takeaway number two. Um, you know, exhaust all opportunities. But if you can't figure it out, reach out to somebody you know that does know what they're doing. And if they can't figure it out, in the meantime and at the same time, I would reach out to Google. I know, hundred percent, right? It seems simple, but you know, don't don't go down the rabbit hole because it very quickly can happen where you're spending hours trying to figure something out when if you can just reach out to Google and tell yeah. them what's happening, nine times out of 10, like Liel said, right now they're responding fairly quickly. And if you've been doing this for a while, they're going to respond to you even quicker than somebody else, right? Because And it may not be your fault. Right. You may not be doing anything wrong. It happens all the time. Yes. So that's another thing. Yes, they're Google and you think that they'll be like perfect all the time. But the reality is that like any other business, like any other company, they have uh, errors in their system. And so you can be you can be affected by one of them at any time. So it's totally fine. Just just be quick at filing your claims and then making sure that you are reaching out to support as well. Grace, that's a great one. I think third and final takeaway very aligned to this conversation is that we may be leaving COVID-19 at least momentarily behind us. We are now in another era, sad moment in history, I think. Yeah. But that is really matched up with a lot of eagerness from people here in the United States to just take a break from everything that's been happening and just embrace the old ways, travel, gathering in, in person, going to restaurants, going to the movies. So create your content aligned with that sentiment, right? Create content aligned in that sentiment. Create your social media post aligned with that sentiment. Be involved, right? Don't be ignoring the mood and what people does and feel and such. And I see a lot of law firms doing it very well. And this is just a great opportunity. It looks like we're heading towards a very, very busy summer for what is travel. And as I've said before, um, this is a time when personal injury law firms need to be thinking, okay, you know, how can we help those people that are going to be traveling to be safe? No, I, I, and I'm glad you ended it with that because that's so important that anybody's listening to this podcast. We always talk about planning, right? And, and yep. you're just looking at trends and this is a perfect time to get ahead of it and create your content for later. Yeah. And yeah. the better that you can do that, the better off you are. We all know that. Yeah. Yeah, at least your calendar, right? Yes. Your calendar, start start, start pinpointing what are the things. I mean, if you are a law firm that has helped people that have had zipline accidents, then then start writing more content about that because it's going to come. And, and, and here's the thing, right? Write it in today's tone, taking into consideration what we've been through over the, the, the past couple of years. Because for many, kind of like going back to things feels like doing it for the first time all over again. And to show empathy towards that feeling is going to really make your content stand out. So 
think very well of your titles, think very well how you're going to approach this content so it really stands out from the rest. Because granted, probably anything that you choose to write about is already going to be available online, but yours can be fresher. It can have a better feel and look and tone. So that would be my third takeaway, Grace. I agree with you because... This is a fantastic takeaway, in my opinion, that will set people up for success. And this is the time to do it. Like we always say, right? (laughs) Now's the time. Take the action. Get it done. And to me, it's fantastic. It will work. All right, Grace. Well, thank you so much. I'm glad that we've had a conversation where all of our three takeaways have been perfectly aligned with one and with each other. And we'll be back next week. Another conversation, right? That's right. And hopefully a resolution to the Google situation. (laughs) Please, we're going to have to get an update on that, Grace. We will. Stay safe and good luck solving that. Thank you. If you like our show, make sure you subscribe, tell your co-workers, leave us a review, and send us your questions at ask at incamerapodcast.com. We'll see you next week.